Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 32, Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> what is that? What, yeah, what is that from? Yet another police academy uh, title. I only have so many of those I can use. Yeah, but there's infinite police academies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the land before time. Right, yeah, right, exactly. right. I, I only have like 12 more to go. Sure. So, yeah. um, I think it's the second police academy one we've used. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> uh, welcome. With me as always are my partners in crime. Colin Harmon. Salutations. Wes Allen. I'm Detective Dan. <laughs> and we are here to talk about, well, news. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about so recent much news. news. It's just there's been so much. We, we usually do a news segment uh, the, on the first podcast that we release of every month and, and just to kind of catch up. But there's been so much of it. We felt like we could just dedicate an entire episode to it. So we're going to do that. So... Let's kick it off with a recurrent affair. Okay, so this entire episode is going to be our news segment, a recurrent affair. And so we're just going to list some news off. We're going to riff on it as it pleases us. And a lot of news. Some things we're going to talk a little bit about. Other things we'll talk a lot a bit about. Not really sure where it's going to go, but uh, hopefully you can track with us and join in on the conversation. Check us out at Pass Forwardcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at passforwardcast at AOL.com. You can find us on Facebook, too. We'd love to hear you, hear your opinions. Ooh, do that. If you have any thoughts on the things we're talking about. Yeah. So, if this is your first time listening, there's usually news that comes out that pertains to things that we loved in the 80s and 90s. Because things, things keep getting rebooted. Uh, people are dying <laughs> that, we, that we love. Time is cruel. That's a nice segue. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, let's let's kick it off. I mean, we have to start with the sad news so we don't end on the, end on the bad things. Uh, unfortunately, Adam West, who, I mean, this kind of kicks back to our parents when they were younger. I know. Wait, wait. At- My parents were never young. That is the collective sound of all of us emptying out our shark repellent cans. Oh, nice. <laughs> well played. Yes, well played. It's a Lego Batman reference there. Uh, R.I.P. Adam West. Yeah. Mm. Our parents knew him as Batman. Millennials know him as the mayor from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between. But we yes, we all oh, we all blessed. left him uh, a great guy who had a great sense of humor, especially about how campy his Batman his version of Batman was in the sixties. If you, you haven't seen that stuff, go ahead and look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Do you think he looks back on that and says that is campy now, or do you feel like he knew that then? That is the question, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think we, he realizes it now. Do you yeah. think he was kind of like, we're doing the best we could? I think a good yeah. thing to do would be to ask someone who was in that prime age back then and watched those shows if they thought it was campy. Yeah. You well, know, like, like pre, what was the mentality then? Pre-Tim Burton Batman, it's like that was what everybody thought of Batman. It's true. Mm-hmm. So like nobody clothes. had any yeah. respect for it right. until the Tim Burton Batman came out. Right, with the bam, pow. Yes. Blop. Would you guys consider... Adam West to be like your first Batman that you were aware of at all? He's Nick at Night Batman to me. (laughs) He's the Batman that I watched on Nick at Night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was aware of that Batman before. I don't know if it was before the Tim Burton one because those came out when we were very, very young. So I remember watching it a lot with my mom because I think she was watched it a lot when she was a kid because it was in the 60s and all that. So 
And I love that Adam West refer, you know, how, you know, Batman is the Dark Knight. Yeah. Adam West always referred to himself as the Bright Knight. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Well, that's yeah. an interesting little tidbit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys realize how much he was kind of involved in our childhoods without even knowing it. Okay. He was like a major voice artist. Like he he like did a lot of voiceover oh, for yeah, TV yeah. shows and like always did cameos and stuff. Like he was even a cameo in the Goosebumps show for Attack really? of the Mutants. He was the galloping gazelle. He was uh, he was Little Pete's junior high principal on Pete and Pete. Oh, interesting! Which that, that show had a ton of cameos. It's funny you don't realize it because when you're watching it back then, you don't know who Adam yeah, yeah. West is. So you just don't make that connection. And yeah, I, was, mean, I couldn't think of one situation that he would be in. He was a voice on Rugrats. He was Captain Blasto. Yeah. All it right. seemed like he always did like superhero things, so it was like kind of like a wink to the right, audience. Yeah. And he even did a did a voiceover for Batman the Animated Series. And it's one of my favorite episodes called The Grey Ghost. And he basically plays Bruce Wayne's childhood TV hero. Like, okay. So it would be kind of oh, cool. like how he viewed Batman growing up. Like that was his version of Batman was oh, The Grey fun. Ghost. And it's such a good episode if you've never seen it. That's a fun idea, though. It's good. But yeah, he's he's kind of sprinkled throughout our childhood without even knowing yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't even know the legacy he was leaving. I wasn't I mean, even aware. I definitely miss him now with the current iteration of, of Batfleck <laughs> that we have to deal with. Yeah, I didn't even watch those. I'll yeah, be I really didn't. honest. <laughs> like after the whole Dark Knight trilogy, they should have yeah. just yeah quit while those. they were ahead with those. Man, that, it'll never get better. Than I love them so much. It generates money like that. It it's, does. It's well, like, they wanted to do the connected universe, and you can't yeah. without Batman. Yeah, I so. get that. I suppose. Thanks, Marvel. We'll just blame Marvel on that one. Yeah, because they. We're so successful with their MCU. They, the DC now, do you have the DCCU? I don't know. And <laughs> monsters and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, LeVar Burton has a new podcast where he reads short stories. Okay, so I am just hearing about this. Is that a real thing? Like, is it? Yeah, I feel like is he it always episodes kinda... out or is it announced? So yeah, this is like a real podcast where it's called LeVar Burton Reads and he's reading short stories from like all genres man and he's just like really right on the coattails of the reading rainbow fame which we know why wouldn't he we love him for it oh yeah and uh, wish he would do more so if you want some of that nostalgia and want that those dulcet tones of lavar burton reading to you short stories from all genres didn't he do like a kickstarter a couple years ago for like an app Mm -hmm. is that is Is that that a thing still i don't know it's like i thought it was i thought it like gained a lot of money very quickly it did and i think he kicked it off i think it was if i remember correctly and we may have to vet this he he kickstarted i mean so it is a legitimate for public schools to use thing Uh, okay uh, so I don't know if it essentially is to the general public the the thing that he kickstarted, but um, yeah, it's a it's a thing. So this so he's yeah he's trying to get out there and do the whole reading rainbow thing. It's interesting. I love that. I mean, is it called reading rainbow? It's or? called Lavar Le- Burton reads. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. It's so, right on the nose on that one. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> so did he, you guys, uh, when you watch Reading Rainbow, did you watch it at school or did you watch it at home? Home. For, for sure. some cool. reason, every time we like, because every time we would have like library at school, we would most of the time just watch Reading Rainbow. Really, which is the exact opposite of reading. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I always associated just watching it at school and like singing the the theme song like with my classmates That's and everything. Like I don't ever remember watching it at home. Yeah, 
I always watched it at home. Because it was PBS, Yeah, it right? was always school for me. Interesting. Always so you, school. I wonder what that is. Well, I think the reason was because I had cable. So there was ah. just other things that... You had plenty yeah. of other things. Less educational things yeah. to to distract me. So. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, between that and like Mr. Rogers and the Sesame Street, I watched that all the time. Like I watched Sesame Street way past what was age appropriate <laughs> for my circumstances. But yeah. I remember there was an episode of Reading Rainbow where it showed him playing on Star Trek. And I thought he was just kind of doing it for fun, and because mm-hmm. I never really kept up with Star Trek yeah. at all, and it just blew my mind when I like was channel surfing and I saw him actually on there. I'm like, it's <laughs> real. He's actually on Star Trek. <laughs> it's so crazy. Is Levar Burton? There's like awesome plan. shades on. I love that. So moving along, there is a Tremors sci-fi show. Is that coming out or is it? Is it's it already- coming out. Okay. Like it was announced and. Um, Kevin Bacon is going to star and he's going to produce it, which he has a. There's been a lot of sequels to Tremors, yeah. but he's only been in the first one. Mm-hmm. And he he said that this was the only thing he was interested in coming back for from everything huh. he's acted in, which is kind of odd. To yeah. Me. Deal with it, Footloose. But, yeah. yeah. Tremors is one of those things where I saw it when I was younger and it has now lost my. Yeah, I mean, it's lost in my subconscious forever. I don't really remember much from it, but other than like random scenes here and there. I remember the crap out of me. I remember, yeah, being freaked out by it. Yeah, just walking on like dirt and everything scared me. (laughs) Um, So that'll be interesting. I mean, reboots are all the rage. This is why we have the news, you know, recurrent affair. So I remember being so afraid of Tremors too. Like, or sorry, Tremors as, as well. well. Um, but <laughs> what I didn't realize is how much more afraid it made me of Beetlejuice when they had the sandworms. Oh, yeah, the sandworms. I, oh, my yeah. brain connected those dots like as if they were huh. not separate, and it made me really scared of that part <laughs> of uh, Beetlejuice that I would like. Fast so you weren't it. scared of it beforehand because you were able to separate it from real life or yeah. whatever. So then, were you like really scared of Bugs Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Always popping out of the floor. <laughs> so, thank God I don't live in Albuquerque. <laughs> oh, this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll move right along. There's a really cool Chrome extension called Vintage Ads Are Cool. And p- apologies for not using a better adjective when starting <laughs> yeah. that sentence. But <laughs> it, it is it is pretty cool where it, it, it turns ads into like vintage 80s looking ads. Yeah, so I turned this on for a while. You did? Yeah, so it's vintage ads R dot cool is the URL you can go and get it at. And it basically like turns all of your ads on your Facebook and all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff into like random stuff, which I ended up turning it off because I have an ad blocker on. So I was kind of yeah. like blocking my ads by putting in new ones. And anyway, <laughs> you were getting distracted from conflicted. all the like, yeah. colors and yeah. beautiful. Oh, now I want to see ads. Oh. I want to click that. Oh, it's not a real product. Now, is it only Facebook or is it everything? I'm pretty sure it's only Facebook. Okay. Uh, it didn't replace all the ads everywhere. See, but I, again, haven't, I haven't tried it because one, I don't use Chrome and two, I don't have Facebook. So I, I'm not in the target market wow, apparently for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, aren't, aren't you supposed yeah. to be a millennial? I but he still has I'm cell living phone under reception. a rock. Yeah. He has cell phone reception in his bunker. So it's still fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there is apparently a short film about the origins of our favorite lost boy besides Peter Pan, Rufio. 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 <laughs> hey. Yeah. So that's interesting, but also I haven't watched it. Have you watched it, Wes? I did watch it Good, halfway, bad. kind of. It's like, uh, well... Back up, the guy who played it, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rufio. Yeah, Rufio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dante Basco? 
So Did you get that sure. right? Octop- wow, that was impressive. Uh, anyway, he yeah, that's it. He, is it? Wow. Yeah. Uh, he started a Kickstarter a while back to do a. I don't know if it was a full fledged film. Okay. Of an origin of Rufio. But I guess he just ended up doing a short film. Well, it might have been just a short film. Anyway, he uh, he raised a ton of money for it. It was like seventy thousand dollars, and he was only supposed to raise like thirty. Oh snap! And so it just came out. You can watch it on YouTube. It's like fifteen minutes long, and it goes into it's it's. I don't think there's much talking, and it's kind of like you kind of fill in the gaps with mm-hmm. your mind about it. Um, but it's on YouTube for free. You can watch it anytime. Mm. And it's Rufio as a kid, kind of seeing his life on earth and how he kind of got to the place where he could go to Neverland. Interesting. Thanks, Dante. Which they reference, I can believe I can fly by R. Kelly, but that (laughs) wouldn't have happened then (laughs) because the movie was in 91 and it's an origin uh, movie of Rufio, funny. so it would have happened way before then. So I don't know what. Maybe why R. Kelly were is also in Neverland. Just told him that song was going to come out eventually. Just kind of gave him a little prequel. Oh. Yeah. That so makes a lot of does sense. Does that like include any of the other Lost Boys that we? No, it's just in, him like, on Thudbutt and <laughs> Thudbutt <laughs> Pockets. <laughs> is that the real name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, can I just point out how amazing of a movie Hook is? Can we just appreciate yes. oh, how? Man. Like, it still holds up, and it's such a well-done movie. It's such a good idea, too. It's like It's something that a lot of movies try to do now, but they just fail completely. Going back, doing an origin story. It's not even really an origin story. It's like coming back to where he— Yeah, it's like a sequel to Peter Pan, basically. It's a legit sequel. Gosh, man. Just the John Williams score in that, and then Robin Williams, of course, was amazing in it. Spielberg and Dustin Hoffman and— that's so yeah, good. There's yeah. some legends that's, in that. That's one Julia of those, Roberts. That's one of those movies like I'm not oh, yeah. going to be afraid to show my kids because they're not going to be like it's an old movie. Like yeah. it's gonna I, it's gonna look old, but it's such a good yeah. movie that I don't, I don't think it'll matter to them. Got some Drew Struzan artwork on the cover there oh, too. Oh yeah, dude. man, everything about that. Is I remember gold. seeing it in a theater and just staring at that poster. Yeah, it's like I feel like that was the first time that his work like really made an impact oh, on me. It was just standing there looking at that poster <laughs> in the lobby. Yeah, he's fantastic. We'll go to. Club Mickey Mouse. Which is just the wrong order for Mickey Mouse Club. They're yeah. not fooling me. I had to like sit and think about <laughs> the it. The old switcheroo. Yeah. So you have Mickey Mouse Club, and then you have the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So now you have Club Mickey Mouse. You got to make 21 it and over. Okay. Wes, can you please explain so this to me? Disney posted this on their social media of just like kind of like a bumper of like the logo of it. Uh-huh. And they didn't really give much context for it. But digging into it, it seems like they're bringing back the Mickey Mouse Club okay. again uh-huh. for, I think it's the fourth time, hmm. third or fourth time. Yeah. But it's going to be a Facebook exclusive series. It's basically just a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many people are going to watch it. Log in, please. Log in. That's funny. So it should be interesting, I think. I would love it if they brought back some of the original cast of – well, I guess not the original. Some of like the original Annette cast Finicello? members. Yeah, <laughs> say Annette, Justin Timberlake, just like this huge melting pot Ryan of like Gosling, holograms. Ryan Gosling, just stare at the camera. Yeah. That'd be kind of amazing. Yeah. I'll be fascinated to see how they cast that, if they do kind of launch it with some of the old cast. It or if they, if they Well, I think like it'll be new I think, and all that. Well, yeah, I think I'm more interested in how that goes on Facebook, like how effective that is and if it will yeah. start a trend. 
Because there's not anything like that right now, right? No, yeah, okay. that's that's very yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I wonder what Facebook paid to have the rights to that, like exclusive rights to that. Yeah, for real. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll keep tabs on it. Mm. So I know you guys were all waiting for this for many, many years. There's going to be a deep blue sea sci-fi. Oh. Yes. And by sci-fi, I mean the station sci-fi. Which is very like trying to really jump into like nerd culture. They're going farther and farther away from like them, science man. fiction and jumping to like jumping on the nerd culture. Yeah. yeah and I they wonder if like even with like the trimmers and this, like sci-fi is so like B-movie quality that they're just kind of like really honing in on that like so bad it's good kind of like with Sharknado mm-hmm. and all that. So I like I wonder if all these kinds of things are going to be in that same tone. Um, I even read recently that John Carpenter, who did like uh, Halloween and all that stuff, he's going to be doing a series on sci-fi as well. Gosh. Uh, So evidently sci-fi just has money. Yeah. Lots of money. <laughs> like, where do we spend all this? Well, I think they're on the under the Viacom umbrella, if I remember correctly. Viacom. Viacom. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. And uh, the reason I know this, you ready? Do tell. So... WWF, okay. well now WWE, you lost me. Was on US, the USA Network, mm-hmm. the USA Network, yeah. which is under the Viacom umbrella, mm-hmm. which is also the same umbrella that MTV is under. Sure, Nickelodeon. Um, I think CBS is a part of that. I'm not sure, but uh, I know that because well. for a little bit WWE went to the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, because what? I, and I my my memory is hairy, nope. but it's. <laughs> Because they either mm. a, either a the Westminster Dog Show. It was like once a year that it happened. Because uh, I remember turning on USA, seeing the dog show, and being really upset. Um, or actually, they just couldn't find a place for it. it ju- it's jumped around before. It went from USA to like TNN, which doesn't, which is now Spike. Um, but there, I think there was a, a time when they aired. Maybe it wasn't Raw. Maybe it was just another WWE show on sci-fi but it's like oh they're all under the same umbrella i don't know so anyway so they have money basically yeah they it's it's not just (laughs) sci-fi they're not independent or at least they didn't used to be they may still be but yeah so they're they you know basically every station you see is owned by one of four major you know so did y'all see deep blue sea back in the back in the day yeah yeah i mean it's been a while i actually never saw it i I, I I've only seen it twice, and I saw it twice in the theater actually. So it must have been good oh, yeah. enough for me to see it twice. You're all in. It was it was a cool movie. Is it, that the it, one where Samuel Jackson is in it? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely in it. And uh, it's about like they're trying to solve some d- disease or something, and they accidentally make sharks uh, mm. super smart. It's freaking laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what about it? Is a crazy like resurgence in shark movies, specifically yeah. with sci-fi. It's so hot right but, now. Yeah, Shark Week. Mm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. People love and hate sharks all at the same time. Did you hear that uh, for Shark Week uh, that Michael Phelps is racing a shark? That's what? amazing. Like, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I mean, he's going to lose. Sharks are awesome. It's like the Man vs. Beast short-lived yeah. Fox <laughs> reality show. Did you yeah. guys watch that one? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we digress. Uh, anyway, uh, sharks, digress. hashtag sharks and pizza and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the hot stuff. Well, speaking of sequels, there is, they released a trailer to the new Jumanji. They did. And this is a hot-button issue. It is. Um Colin, you just watched it. Very recently. Wes and I watched it, I mean, when it came out. Um, I, w- I am interested in hearing your thoughts and feelings, your initial reaction to seeing the n- new Jumanji. Anybody with the, with the Rock first? and Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. Car- well, 
Karen Gillan. It is uh, interesting to me the way that you're going about it. Yeah. Because the interesting thing about Jumanji is that it's a board game that you play and the jungle comes to you, the real world. Yeah. They're kind of doing the opposite all with a video game because no kid plays board games now. So they get sucked into the jungle and they are being played by their avatars. Mm-hmm. Which, like, does not seem that interesting to me. It's basically just a jungle movie. Yeah, to me, that was the first thing that stood out, where it's like, before it was bringing this crazy, larger-than-life world to our normal world. Mm-hmm. To me, that seems just on its surface a way more interesting premise mm-hmm. than t- su- taking someone and putting them in just a random jungle. Um but. And, and it's weird to me that it's like a straight up comedy, like completely a comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the original one was kind of dark a bit. Kind of spooky. Like it kind of, kind of had a scary vibe to mm-hmm. it a bit. It was more of an adventure movie. Than yeah. A... Like, it, I don't know. It just kind of felt kind of like a foggy day kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So like this one's a straight up comedy so it's kind of weird to me that they're kind of considering this like a straight up sequel to it because it doesn't have any of the same vibe or anything. Yeah, well, he, and you know, putting nerd rage aside, here is what I, <laughs> I I do like about it. It has a good cast. Like um, I I'm biased because of my wrestling fandom origin mm. origins, but I like the rock. And your a lot. affinity for eyebrows, <laughs> yes, or one of them. One, yeah. Uh, I like the rock, the rock a lot. I like Kevin Hart a lot, although his shtick is getting a little old. I mean, he even has a short joke in the trailer. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> um, love Jack Black. And having been having watched Doctor Who, I'm a Karen Gillan fan. So I like the cast. Um, but you got to wonder if they're just kind of cashing a check here. Yeah, you that's do wonder that. Like yeah. to me. And it looks like it could be a fun movie. You kind of hope it has the potential but is it just going to be that surface level, like, who The Rock is, you know, big and strong, can raise an eyebrow, Kevin Hart is short, Jack Black is fat, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to see Jack Black playing a teenage girl the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, to me, actually, that does make me smile. Like, really? <laughs> because I like Jack Black. It's like, oh, but he will be funny I like in that him role. Too, I don't know. It. Like, it's weird to me that it was filmed here in Atlanta, too. I'm like, where did they film a jungle scene in Atlanta? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So, like, like I don't know if it was just, like, the high school scene or how much Probably. of it was actually yeah. filmed here. But I swear, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses needs to be retired from movie oh, trailers. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. they even called the movie Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. I'm like, can we just retire that, please? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that was a decision by somebody in a suit that was like, oh, we can... Like, Get it? They say yeah. joke and they're in the in the jungle. Kids like rock and roll these days, right? Yeah. I just feel like even watching the trailer, I felt like it was like Land of the Lost meets Kong Skull Island meets like the Hunger Games meets Ender's Game. Like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Oh, and The Rock is there. So Moana, I guess. But like, I don't know. And everything else he's entering. (laughs) Well, it did remind me of Land of the Lost a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Like it was the same kind of like kind of comedy, but not good comedy. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. It seemed to like. High budget campy, <laughs> yeah. if that's even a thing. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's kind of how I feel about a lot of things. That come, it's kind of what I wish that Power Rangers would have maybe done, like kind of have a tongue in cheek kind of vibe to it, where it's like, we know this is over the top and ridiculous, and there's no way that it can compare it to the original. So we're just going to play it over the top and goofy yeah. and just like kind of make fun of ourselves the whole time. Which but I don't feel do. like this is that. Yeah. 
it almost doesn't even feel like they can fairly call it Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Because of it's how like, different it is. It's I not feel like a board it's just game. kind of playing to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. yeah, but and, you know that's when the nerd rage kicks in because the the first one was so good and so loved by those of us who were of the age and mm-hmm. even I mean I I haven't seen it in a while but I feel like that's another one that could hold up. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Robin Williams movies, but um, he picked big them things. good. Big yeah, things. did y'all read the book when you were in school? No, nope. I I remember reading it and I I don't think it was like a lengthy book. I think it was kind of the size of like where the wild things are. It was kind of like a short book that you can read in one sitting. Hmm. But evidently they – I remember when they first started talking about doing this movie, they were – or the sequel, they they mentioned that they were like looking at the book as the source material for it. So I thought that it was going to be more serious or tied in with that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like that at all. So I don't remember if there was something like this in the book. Hmm. Did you guys ever see – what is it? Zathura or whatever the – Bless you. The like a sort of sequel to – Jumanji? Is it just like a it had, it's like an anagram of Jumanji? I have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about. You guys remember this? No. So it was Dak, Dak Shepard was in it, and okay. it was set in space. I never what? actually saw it. Hold on. Let me look this up. So I think it was Zathura. I mean, that's a pretty random string of consonants and vowels yeah. for you to like not remember well. <laughs> Zathura, a space adventure. I never saw it. I just remember I worked at a movie theater around this time in okay. college when it came out. John Favreau directed it. What? Oh, really? Just before Elf. Yeah. So, but it didn't do well, you know, but it, it, yeah, that's all I know. That's the extent of my knowledge to it. Really? So it's it's kind of supposed to be a loose kind of sequel to it or kind of set in the same universe? Yeah, it's in the same universe. Okay. So like the synopsis is two young brothers are drawn into an intergalactic adventure when their house is hurled through the depths of space by the magical board game they are playing. Mm, That sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of There are a lot of words I like. 2005. Interesting. Yep. So there you go. I've never seen it, uh, so I'm not recommending it. But <laughs> and also the you know it's got Dak Shepard, not Robin Williams. I feel like it's uh, kind of a step down. So <laughs> uh, continuing the theme of jungle movies, mm. Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. That mm. uh, apparently there is a first look of that. Yeah, there's like a little. Who was little... asking for that? I don't know. I feel well. It's I'm like telling a, you, man. It's just all the rage. It's a, it's a TV movie. I feel like Nickelodeon's doing a lot of TV movies lately because uh, they're gotcha. doing Rocco. They did yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, and I feel like there's a couple more in the docket. But yeah. why you, write new if when you have all the old? Movies? Yeah. Did you guys watch Hey Arnold? Because I didn't really. That it was, it was just right after. at the point Football where hit. I was like, kind of, I was stopped watching. Yeah, same here. Nickelodeon at yep. that point, or at least like Nicktoons. It was right after because I mean, my, my wife's a year younger and she loved Hey Arnold. I feel like yeah. it was just like I watched a few episodes and I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of old for this. And yeah, because I I think it was like Our Real Monsters and then Hey Arnold and then things like Angry Beavers yes, and Cat yeah. Dog. Uh-huh. I didn't really get into any of that. that. Like yeah. I feel like All Real Monsters was kind of my last mm-hmm. Nicktoon that I kept up with. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's Hey Arnold, that's the thing. I know that probably a lot of the people who listen to this were big Hey Arnold fans, so sorry for not doing that justice for you guys. But apparently they did a movie, a Hey Arnold movie back then, like in the either late 90s or early 2000s, and this is kind of a sequel to it. Evidently, the other one left uh, like a cliff, like a like on a cliffhanger. Mm. So apparently, people were upset about that that things weren't resolved. Wow! Hmm. So this is kind of a sequel to that. Interesting. 
Just to satiate both people that were complaining on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Where's the end of our movie? Again, Viacom has money. Yep. Yeah, again. Yep. And uh, continuing the trend of car- of cartoons, uh, it's it, we talked about this one a little bit. August twelfth at midnight, Ducktales will premiere, and it's a one hour TV movie, and they will show it for twenty four hours straight, just on a loop. What do you think their reasoning is for that? I think Possibly. they just got to make it aware that it's a thing, because okay. obviously they put a lot of money into it because. The animation is good. The voice talent is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're just putting a lot of money into this. And I don't feel like people regularly flip past Disney XD unless you're like intentional about watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I think it's just like they want to make it available to watch, which most people just watch it on demand anyway now. So I don't really understand that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It, because I think they are trying to let us who grew up with DuckTales know about it because a lot of our generation has kids now. Yeah. Where it's like, I know if I had kids that were able to comprehend it by this point, I'd be like, oh, great, that's showing. I can't wait to show my kids this new DuckTales. Right. So there's they're not just advertising to small children. They're advertising to the parents of who grew up with DuckTales. Yeah. I guess I could see that. It's just uh-huh. it's an interesting thing to – it's a weird way of using their own platform to promote it. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it does create some buzz. Like, here we are talking about it. So I guess it's, you know, kudos we, on them. We are kind of nerds about. Yeah, maybe uh, we're on the inside. Of, but, yeah. yeah, but they've been hyping it for a while. True. They have been. You're right. It and, is going to be pretty. And you're right about them pouring money into it by getting all these, like, celebrity voices and stuff. So I hope that this kind of starts the chain of, like, the other, like, Disney afternoon kind of shows mm-hmm. like Rescue Rangers and Tailspin oh, and Darkwing Duck and Love Rescue stuff. Rangers. Like I feel like they could totally like just kind of jump off with this because like I feel like those kinds of concepts like DuckTales is so timeless. Yeah. So there's a there's a concept in TV where they will sometimes dedicate an entire episode to a bit character or like a guest character yeah. to kind of test the waters and see how successful it is and if they can run their own show. So that said, I wonder if some point they will introduce Darkwing Duck into DuckTales because pad. it has Launchpad in it yeah. and see if it, it kind of tests the waters a bit to see if it gets any reaction. And then maybe I always wonder why there. they didn't really – I don't remember them doing this, but it, I always wonder why they didn't cross over that at any point since – Obviously, it's in the same kind of world because yeah. uh, Launchpad is there. Did they not? I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't know if I can say, mm-hmm. com, you know, com, I don't know if I can say with 100% truth that they didn't. Yeah, I just, just don't remember uh, Darkwing Duck ever kind of coming up in there because yeah, a lot of I those characters were based off of pre existing Disney characters, yeah. but Darkwing Duck was never really. You would think if they did, we would remember it. Yeah, because, we because were it's part of like. That. Yeah. Blue and like Chippendale and all that kind of stuff was based on previously existing yeah. characters mm-hmm. so. and yeah. Scrooge. So we've got Scrooge. some video game news that we'll wrap up with. So first of all, Atari is getting back into the video game yeah. world, which is very interesting to me. And we have no idea what it is. No idea it's what it is. It's called the Atari it's Box. Like, it's very interesting. Rumors are it's like, hey, it's going to try to compete with the big boys. So, which what have they been doing for the last like twenty years? <laughs> I don't know. Selling T-shirts, I guess. <laughs> it's a Target. Yeah, <laughs> selling uh, T-shirts to Wes. Uh, they, 
they showed like a teaser video of whatever this is and it's just kind of showing like little angles of whatever this console is Mm -hmm. and it has like the wood grain and all this kind of stuff it looks beautiful looking uh but it's like i don't know if it's going to be like kind of one of those classic consoles where they just have like preloaded atari games on it or they're trying to compete with like playstation and xbox and everything yeah which i worry for them if they're trying to compete with that because I don't know if they have yeah. enough like of a loyal fan base to the general public that people will just blindly buy it just because it's Atari. Yeah, because I feel like that generation that played Atari, you know, they're in their. I mean, like I was in the very tail end of playing Atari. Yeah, yeah. Like I played in television, and like people that I were friends with, like their older siblings had Atari, and that's how I ever played mm-hmm, it. But yeah. it was never like a thing where I'm like, I'm gonna go buy me an Atari. Like, yeah, that was yeah. not a. So it's, I feel like that's an even you know sparser generation that's going to go back and buy that. And one of our coworkers joked that maybe they're just trying to like plug the new Blade Runner movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you know, going along those lines, we have Sega Forever. Which what is that? Which I think this is what everybody else should be doing right now. It's a website. If you go to forever.sega.com. They are releasing free apps of all of their games slowly. Like they're um, releasing a few a month. And right now they have Sonic, awesome. they have Altered Beast, Kid Chameleon, and Comics Zone, which I talked about. Yes, a couple you of talk about Comics Zone. Which That's I'm excited. And they're awesome. all free. And but I, I hope that they make like a, like a Apple TV app or something oh, like that. So idea. I can actually play it on my TV instead yeah. of my phone. But I think this is a great way to do that. It's like yeah. I feel like that's a much better approach than the like mini NES that came out that nobody was able to buy because they had such limited runs with it. Yeah. But it only had like 30 games on it. True. Mm-hmm. Which it, yeah. Which is still a lot of games. It but is. But like you kind of Certain want to be able game. to have everything at your disposal depending on whatever you played then. Yeah. I think what I love about this idea, though, is there are so many weird ways that you could get Nintendo games in the sense of like through emulators and all sorts of goofy yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it was always like this weird dodgy corners of the Internet that I just like always felt yeah. like a, you know, sketchtacular person <laughs> going what, to find. I love that it's all official. Like, yep. I think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Which is that's another cool. thing is like. Why wouldn't they just load all the games on there? Because it's like, what, a megabyte or two a game? It's <laughs> yeah. like it's not like they're like trying to save space or anything. Yeah, I guess it's maybe just to keep you checking it over time, like keeps you coming back there. So it's not like yeah. this one big impulse of like, all right, we looked at it and I bought the three games That's that I wanted point. and then I don't want them. Like it keeps you hoping your next game comes out that is yeah. the one you really loved. Yeah, I, I've said on this podcast before my affinity for Sega when I was younger. So I guess it's right up my alley. I can't wait for them to release more games and I can dive into them and... Uh, I, I loved Sega Genesis. Loved it so much. Yeah, yeah plus like it was Sega. great for you since you only had three fingers. Like it was probably right. really <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. <sighs> right after that saw accident that I'm making up right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Sega always had like a certain characteristic to their games that Nintendo didn't really have. Like it seemed like it kind of had an extreme factor to it. I think like Sega- you're drinking Mountain Dew while you're playing it. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I, mean, I think Sega had this because I know Nintendo did. Did you guys ever have like that giant arcade controller that they had for Sega? I think Sega had it where it was like you had the joystick and like the bigger buttons. I did I had that I for Nintendo. It. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I feel know. like Nintendo had it. I don't. I don't know. Did if Sega, have Sega had it. I don't know it. if they did. I don't know. Um, well, kind of wrap things up. This is something that isn't news to everyone, but they did announce 
the mini SNES, a lot like they did the the mini NES, where they had preloaded games, like we uh, yeah. just previously just talked about. Um, it's it's interesting because the preloaded NES was a hit, but it also was a big bust because it was so much of a hit. They got scooped up, and they had a limited number that they released, and not Scalpers. everybody who <laughs> wanted one got one before they discontinued them. Yeah. And so people are still really upset about that. And I'm going to upset a lot of people right now when I say that I actually bought one and resold it for double the price. What? No way. <laughs> How did you never mention this to us? Um, I, you, I hate you. I know. It's a, I'm, I'm one of the bad guys. But <laughs> hey, man. So I, I, I've always wanted to do this because consoles have the habit of releasing unlimited number to boost popularity or whatever the reason is. And then, you know slow play it out after the holiday season and i had always i like i had a, I had a co-worker back when the ps3 came out who waited in line and got a ps3 and someone offered him like two or three thousand dollars for it oh on the gosh. spot and he said no because he was a big nerd and he kept his ps3 but in my mind i'm like holy cow next time this happens i'm gonna buy one if i can afford it and then resell it and then just buy another one. Uh, I tried that for the 360 when it came out. No, not the 360. The Xbox One when it came out. And I failed because they, for the first time ever, they released enough consoles to where there wasn't a high that demand for funny. it. So I only broke even. So with this one, I was like, oh, they're doing it again. So I was able to well buy played. it. And so I... And, I was planning on buying another buy one. It again. Yeah, I was planning on buy, buy just going and buying another one. Well, now you can buy a Super NES. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll try that again yeah. this time. I'm sorry. Every I have a feeling a lot of people are going to do that. that now. But yeah, there's a lot of people that just didn't. I, look, yeah, I lucked out. I saw that Amazon just tweeted about it, like they had a limited number. And so I went ahead and bought oh, yeah. it on a whim. Oh, wow. Well and, done. Well done. Well, the interesting thing about the Super NES that I think is interesting, the mini one that they're coming out with, is that they're going to have a Star Fox 2, mm. which is unreleased, previously Ooh. unreleased. Interesting. That well, like. the, uh, somebody, one of our uh, t- followers on Twitter pointed out that there was a Star Fox on I have to look Super Nintendo. Did you yeah. say Super Nintendo? Yeah, because we Super were talking Nintendo. about uh, Nintendo 64, and yeah. we were wondering if they why they never made another one, but that was the other one that they made. Yeah, yeah. It was originally on Super Nintendo. Right, right. So now they are releasing Star Fox 2 on the SNES Classic, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. More of that, please. I wonder how many of those are just kind of sitting and waiting for that. So we've gone a little bit over time. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation of all the news. And if you guys have any thoughts or feelings towards any of the things we mentioned, or if if there's something we missed that you guys want to point out, we can try to catch it in the next time we record. But uh, lots of stuff going on. And us retro nerds, we really enjoy all this news and buzz surrounding the stuff that we grew up with. This nostalgia kick, man. I don't know when it's going to run out, but I'm really enjoying it. So uh, join in the conversation, like I mentioned, at Pass Forward Cast on Twitter. Um, and Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, um, Pass Forwardcast, and email us, passforwardcast at AOL.com. We like hearing that you got mail sound. Yeah. <laughs> we really it. do. We're really holding on to that AOL trend. It's going to come back up, that stock. So I think that just about wraps it up. So until next time, you can do it. Adios. <laughs> Later, snorks. <laughs> <laughs>